Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. We'll say happy Valentine's Day to you. How many have got a Valentine somewhere in the world to keep you warm? <laughs> You're going to need it today. Glad to see you in God's house. God, we got to be together. James chapter 1, verse number 1, where we are today. Thank you for being in church today. Glad to see you. If you're listening to us uh, via Facebook Live, thanks for joining with us. And uh, just stay a few more moments and have an opportunity at the end of our service today to pray together before we go home. And uh, just so glad you decided to um, join with us. Uh, I have to tell you before we go to James chapter 1, verse number 1, that I found the answer. I mean, I, I, I found the key. You know, the, the, there's a there's an old movie where they were looking for the fountain of youth. It was like the the thing that they just you know it was the answer to all their problems. I found the answer to all of our problems today, and I wanted to share it with you. It's found in James chapter one, but it's it's a breakthrough. I mean, this is a breakthrough moment right now. Today is a breakthrough in your life because I found the key that I get to share with you about how this life is to be lived. And it's a key that will work in marriage. It's a key that will work in parenting and business and health. It's the key to the Christian faith. For all of you believers in Jesus, it's just the answer that's going to help you to, to, to make just an incredible breakthrough in the Christian faith. It's the key to winning in prayer. It's the key to overcoming addiction. It's the key to hearing God's voice as precious as the voice of the Holy Spirit is, but it helps you to understand that. It's the key to understanding the Bible. From Romans to Revelations, from Genesis to, to, to the, the book of Psalms, it's the, the key to understanding all that. It's the key to winning at church, the church house. It's the key to winning in marriage. Let me say it again. Some of you said, I thought that was a losing battle. No, there's a way to win at marriage, and I give you the answer today. Some of you thought movie that, that in marriage, the, the movies was how you win in marriage, that you live happily ever after. Some of it's the key to winning at parenting. How many are you excited about being able to win at parenting? I always thought that you win once they left, but that's not it. Some of you thought it was winning when you had grandkids. That's when all of a sudden you begin to win at parenting, but it really has nothing to do with it. It's not education. It's not gender. It's not rich or poor. It's none of these. It's the key to living a healthy life. Some would say, well, no, you've got to do that. You've got to have therapy to win, have a win at life, or you've got to do keto, or you've got to do Jenny Craig, or you've got to do something to win at life, and you've got to read the latest self-help book. No, it's none of those things. I'm telling you, here's the answer today. So simple. It's so, it's so difficult, it's so, proud, so profound, yet it's so shallow, it's so easy, but it's all encapsulated in one particular word, and that word is, let me first go to James chapter 1, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you that the Bible gives us just the most practical answers to, answers to life's toughest questions. Thank you that today that's just a simple reminder of the power and the strength that we have in patience and perseverance. And I pray in Jesus' name that God, until we breathe our last breath, every single person, until we breathe our last breath, that we'll just take this character trait of perseverance 
and apply it to every single area of life. And I love you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Perseverance. That's a happy, I mean, that's a shouting type sermon in it. Perseverance. It's, he says this, it makes this complete. I've been doing this thing for 30 years, being a Christian, over 30 years. And in the last 30 years, I've seen some people come and I've seen some people go. I've seen some people that were, that were excited and, and thrilled and fired up about the things of God, and then I kind of watched them begin to back off and, and get involved in other things. And, and me, I, I'm still in church. I'm still seeking the Lord. I still want more of God today than I ever have before. And you're like that as well. You just, you just love Him today more, so you sing those songs and you feel on the inside of you a, a love for God and a love for Christ, and it just stirs you again, and you just think, I just want more of Him. I just want more of Him. But what happened to all those other people that came and gone? Perseverance. Perseverance. They just didn't learn the power of sticking it out, of keep moving forward, of not giving up, of, of, of being faithful and, and diligent. In Luke chapter 18, there's a story of this persistence that I talk about. And it's a little old lady who goes to a king. And let me, get, let me read it to you in verse number 1. It says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and never give up. He said in a certain town there was a judge, excuse me, a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. There was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see you she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me and wear me out. The Lord said, listen to what the, the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will, he will see that they get justice and quickly. He says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will we find faith on the earth? Now, this little lady, I'm, a, I'm just assuming she was a little lady. She was an older lady. It, it, she probably wasn't the biggest person in all of town, tallest person. Probably wasn't the fastest, I'm sure. Maybe not even the smartest, but she was persistent. And she got her request from the judge. And the thing is, it's a secret to life that sometimes just moving forward is the most powerful thing that you can be doing right now. Just moving forward. You get up, you say your prayers, you fix breakfast, you go to work, you pay your bills, you love your family, you love people, you go to bed, you keep trusting God, you keep depending upon Him, you say your prayers, and then you go to bed. And you get up the next day, and you do it all over again. There's power in that. There's strength in that. The Bible says there's a completeness in that. If you're struggling in algebra, keep on moving forward. If you're struggling with an addiction, keep on moving forward. If you're struggling with kids and it's just a challenge to raise them, keep moving forward. If you're struggling and you're drowning in debt, keep moving forward. I'm telling you, not in the debt, but keep moving forward. Get yourself out of debt. If you're struggling with your faith, just keep moving forward. All the people that I watched through the years, they've come and they've gone. They just didn't have the staying power to continue to trust God. Abraham was made a promise. Made a promise that he was going to have a son. Now, when you get into your 80s and your 90s, you're not looking to have a son. When you're in your 50s and your 60s, you're not looking to have a son. For 25 years, God promised Abraham he's on the way. He's coming. 
I got you a son. I got him waiting. I got him waiting on you. And the thing is, is for 25 years, and the Bible says this in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, about all this. He said, yet, even, yet he, speaking Abraham, did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. But he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised he would do. In the midst of all that waiting, Abraham just kept trucking along. He kept moving forward. He kept trusting God, kept believing God. Every day he'd wake up and go, is this the day? This might be it, Sarah. This might be the day. Wondering every single time if that was it. And some of you would say this, Brother Kerry, I thought you said it was perseverance that was the key, not faith. It says here that he was persuaded that he had faith to believe that God would do what he said he would do. Is that not the definition of faith? Just not giving up. Just not quitting. Luke 18, 8, we just read it. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I thought you said that little old lady had persistence. To God, persistence is faith. Some say faith is giving an offering. Some say faith is being baptized in water. Some say faith is trusting that things will work out. Some say faith is a crutch. But God said faith is keeping on when everybody else has given up. Jesus says faith is keeping on, keeping on. When it appears all common sense, you should have quit. When everything in your life tells you just go ahead and stop. You're just beating your head against a, a brick wall. Just go ahead and quit. Hebrews says it like this. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back... My, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Secondly, today, perseverance is not quitting. And that's just, let's just get down to brass tacks. Perseverance is just, just not quitting, not giving up. It says this, God says about faith, he says, those that live by faith, if they draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in them. In other words, God expects, requires, and asks us to hold on. He's not pleased with surrender. He's not pleased with bowing out. He hasn't given up. Matter of fact, if there's anybody that's patient and persistent, it's Almighty God. For 7,000 years, he's put up with humanity. 7,000 years through all the things that have happened in human history, God's not give up on us yet. He's not quit on us yet. And matter of fact, if he won't quit and he won't give up, there's no sense you and I are quitting as well. I, uh, when I was in college, played on a team, and we were in Lubbock, Texas, and we had just gotten beat. And we had a new coach, and he was trying to motivate us for the next, the next game we would play. And uh, so he said this. This is his tactic. He said, here's what we're going to do, guys. We were riding in the van on the way when we got finished. And he said, here's what we're going to do. He said, Every one of y'all, none of y'all are going to be here next year. You seniors, when you graduate, y'all are done. All you underclassmen, he said, I'm not going to ask you to come back. We're all done. And uh, something about that just struck me the wrong way. I just thought, you know what? <laughs> He just gave up on us, and we were still kind of in the beginning of the season. I said, this, he just gave up on us. And so I, I began to kind of, I kind of, I'm not the most, I mean, I don't like to rock the boat, but I just felt this was too much, and I began to, from the back of the bus, I began to, you know, kind of tell him how, what I thought. And I said these words, and, and when I look back at it, it's probably the most profound thing I ever said as a 19-year-old. I said, you know what, Coach? I may be a loser, but I ain't a quitter. And when I look back at that, I think of what James says. He says, blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. 
For once he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. There's something powerful about persevering through trials. He also says this. He said, blessed are those who persevere under trials. Blessed equals what? Blessed is happy. Anybody just want to be blessed today? Anybody want to be happy today? Perseverance brings blessedness. Perseverance brings happiness. You know, lots of times we think, well, if I just, you know, if I quit, I'll be a whole lot happier. If I give up on that relationship, I'll, I'll be a whole lot better. If I just give up on God, you know, forget about church and go about my life, I'll be a whole lot happier. But James said, blessed is the man who perseveres. And in other words, there's something on the inside. There's a joy. There's a delight. There's a strength. There's a cheer that comes. D- do you believe me today? Can I, can I prove it to you? Just do a little exercise here today. We'll go on and prove it to you. Let's see. Colton, that's what you get for sitting on the front row. Are you glad? In, how old are you? 14? 13? Are you glad? Have you ever done anything dumb? Okay. Have you ever done anything dumb that your mom or dad know about? Are you glad that your parents, when you did something dumb, didn't give up on you? Are you glad when you came home after you did something dumb, your suitcase wasn't on the porch with the door locked and said, go away? Glad that your parents didn't quit or didn't give up on you, right? You're happy, okay? Let's see, who's been married the longest? 40 years? I can't see you, just yell out, yes, 40 years? But the Bob, you might have been married more than Brother Bob. Okay, Miss Shelley, Brother Bob ever done anything dumb? In the 40, 40 plus years y'all been married, has he ever done anything dumb? Yes. Um, has he ever done anything that really made you um, scratch your head? Okay. But, but, he, but Bob, she never gave up on you, though, did she? Now, aren't you glad after 40-plus years she didn't give up on you? Aren't you glad that she didn't, you didn't come home one day and because you burnt the biscuits or something like that, she didn't have the doors locked, changed the locks, and had your suitcase out on the front porch? Aren't you glad? Something about just sticking it out, persevering. How many Christians we got in here? Anybody served the Lord more than 40 years, 30 years? It doesn't matter. Here you go. Here's the thing. Let me ask you this question. Aren't you glad that when you did something dumb, God didn't give up on you? Aren't you glad after all the times, if you failed once and then you failed again, but there was never a time where God said, look, I'm done. Uh, It's over. We're going to have to separate this relationship. Never one time did that happen, did it? But every single time, God hasn't given up on us. He hasn't quit on us. He hasn't stopped believing, stopped hoping. Everything God does, he's he's the God who always perseveres. And he's saying this, if I'm not going to give up on you, don't you give up on anybody else. The world says the rich man's the blessed man. The world says the famous man is the blessed man. The world says the healthy man is the blessed man. But God says the persistent man, that's the happy man. Doesn't matter. If the, some would say, oh, the Democrats, they're the happiest. Others would say, no, 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 the Republicans, they're the happiest. And some would say, no, no, it's the white man. He's the happy, or the black man. Or no, no, it's the Hispanic man or the Asian man. Those are the ones that are happy, the happiest. But my friend, it's not a political party that brings happiness. It's not the color of a man's skin or the size of a bank account. God says, if you'll just keep on keeping on and keep on moving forward, that's the happy man. It's the persistent man. Persistence is not, persistence is not quitting. And thirdly, persistence is continuing 
to believe God. It's not just not, qu- not quitting, it's continuing to believe God. I found one of the things I want to do sometimes in my pity party is to just not believe God. I guess, God, you just don't like me. God, I guess you're just fed up. God, I guess you just forgot about me in little old Jacksonville, Arkansas, but you remember everybody else. Sometimes my flesh wants to give up on God, but persistence is continuing to believe God, even when I don't feel like it. Think of the old war movies, you know, where the guy, you know, gets the helicopters come down and they're in enemy territory and they're trying to get back on the helicopter to go back into safety. And a guy gets goes down and his friend comes back and, you know, he picks him up and puts him on the back of his shoulder and carries him to the helicopter. And the whole time, the guy that got shot saying, look, just leave me behind. And, and the guy says, no, we never leave a man behind. That's what God says. Listen, we don't leave a man behind. If I saved you, I'm going to do everything I can to get you to heaven. I'll persevere. Sometimes reasoning and rationalization are enemies of faith. Sometimes when we try to reason things out, it's an enemy of faith because sometimes when we see things, it's almost as if the things that we see don't, act, don't, don't, don't add up to God's Word. In other words, it seems like the world says something different than what God has to say. It's the sick guy who says, you know what, I'm not going through any more prayer lines. I've been prayed for for so many times. I got so much oil on me. I'm almost like a greased pig. But I'm not. But I'm not going to. It's, it's it's the guy that says I'm not going to go anymore. It's the giver that stops giving because he hasn't seen a change in his life. It's the prayer warrior who dropped out because one time God said no. It's the spouse that try, stopped trying because they weren't seeing any change. It, it's it's the worker who decided I'm just going to give half an effort because it really isn't worth it. They don't care anyway. They say things like, that won't work. I've tried that before. Nothing happened. I'm tired. I'm wore out. I just can't poop myself through that anymore. But remember, our job is not to tell God how to do his job. Our job is just to keep on persevering, just to keep on moving forward, one step in front of the other, one step in front of the other. Tomorrow, get up and believe God again. That's God's job. It's God's job to do His to, 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 to fix, fix things and work things out. One of the problems that I see and been pastor almost almost eighteen, almost nineteen years. One of the one of the things that I see with believers, and I see it myself as well, is sometimes we can have a tendency to become cynical about the things of God. It's kind of like before we even got to give God a chance, we've talked ourselves out of a, you know about of believing God. It's hard not to do when you see things. Sometimes you see things that people do that really make you scratch your head. You see things that people do that really discourage you. We say things like, oh, that'll never work. But my friend, there's still a God. And there's still a Word of God. And there's still a Holy Ghost. And there's still the Son of God. And He's still alive and well today. And He's still moving. He's still working. He's still operating. And He's just looking for somebody who will not give up and not quit and keep believing Him. persistent woman, I wonder what her kid said. I wonder what every day she got up in the, in the morning, got her clothes on, had picked herself breakfast, walked out the door, and they knew where she was going. She was going back to the judge to ask him one more time if he would answer her request. I wonder what they said. I wonder what her friend said to her. She kept on just moving forward, kept on doing, being, doing, doing her best. I wonder what happened. 
But I bet the thing is they probably thought she looked foolish. Oh, there's that old woman again. She must be deaf or something. I mean, she can't hear when he tells her no. I don't know what's wrong with her. Maybe, I don't know, maybe her mama dropped her on her head when she was a baby, but she just don't, she hadn't figured it out. She kept going. She, everybody thought she looked foolish. But you know who looked foolish when she came from that judge with a big smile on her face? It's the somebody, and Jesus used that as an illustration. He said, look, sometimes just get given, not giving up and holding on is what God requires of us right now. Give you a personal example. Sometimes you just can't give up. Pastor three churches. First one, they were very gracious to us. It was not just the greatest experience for us, not necessarily because of them, maybe because of us. Second church was not a very good experience at all, to say the least, and um, did not end well. And, and um, I don't know what else to say, but I'll just leave it at that. And so by that time, I was like, God, I'm done pastoring people. I'm, I'm finished. Apparently, I'm not getting the message that you're trying to tell me that I'm not very good at it because every church I've been to, it just seems like it gets worse and worse. So I had relegated myself. I, look, I'm just going to make money. That's what I'm going to do the rest of my life. I'm just going to go work somewhere and make, make money, and that's what I'll do. I'll give to God and give to his work. I, I love the Lord, but I, I'm pretty much done pastoring people. And then you called. And I told God, I'll go but I don't have to like it. I'll go and I'll be the pastorly thing and I'll, I'll love them and I'll hug them and I'll do all those things, but I'm, I'm really not going to do it because I like it. But can I tell you something happened again? Somehow the grace of God just wouldn't let me quit. And you came and you loved us just like we are. And will you let us love you? And I once again, I've been there about just a few years after the fact, I told God, look, you did it again. I have fallen in love with these people. And I think they've fallen in love with us. So see, here's the thing. Even the grace of God won't let you give up. Even the grace of God won't let you quit. I'm thankful that the grace of God is persistent, that the grace of God is consistent. I'm thankful that the grace of God won't let you quit even when you want to quit because there's a blessing. Hello. There's a, there's a happiness. There's a joy on the other side of persistence. Now, there's one more thing we need to talk about before really we, um, we separate from our time today, and that is that there's a test in perseverance. There's, 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 there's a quiz that you have to take every single time you have to wait for something. Now, <clears throat> it's usually when the unexplainable happens. Let me give you an example. James chapter 1, we read it. He says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Now, you have to understand that the 12 tribes were God's people. It was a nation of Israel. That they were of all the nations of the world, God said, that's the nation right there, Israel, that I'm going to put my name on top of. I'm going to show the whole world who I am through the little bitty nation of Israel. They'd been given the promised land, the book of Exodus. They'd, they'd taken possession of it in the book of Joshua. Later on, they were split between the, <clears throat> the Israeli kingdom and the, Judea, the, Judea, the kingdom of Judah. 
God exiled them because of their sin. He exiled them to Babylon. He exiled around the world. And then on top of that, he dispersed them over the 12, the 12 tribes. He dispersed them over the nations of the world. And my question is this, of this people who they knew the hand of Almighty God was on them, did they ever pray, God, don't let us be separated? Do you think they ever prayed, God, don't let us be divided? You think they ever asked God, God, don't disperse us around the, 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 the nations of this world. You think they ever asked God not to do those things? And look, lo and behold, here we are, scattered among the nations of the world. Why would God give Israel land and then scatter them? See, the thing is, that's because sometimes when we, don't, when we can't explain why God's doing what he, what he does, that's when we have to trust that he's doing a good job of being God. And we don't have to figure everything out. We can just trust him. See, what's going to happen? I'll give you the end of the story. What's going to happen is God bringing all those, those the nations of Israel all back together. In the 20th century, out of nowhere, the nation of Israel was formed again, literally over the, in one day. And the Bible says that that nation is going to be the nation where the, the, Jesus Christ is going to come and rule the world from. He's going to set up his kingdom in, in Jerusalem, and from there, he's going, to, he's going to rule all the nations of the world from that nation of a unified Israel. So the thing is, is that God knows this, and even though it may look unexplainable right now, even though you just can't figure it out right now, even though common sense tells, every, tells you different everything that you can right now, I want you to know that God is working his plan out, and all you and I have to do is just persevere. I have a video for you, if you can let me show it for a second. It's just one that I think is really pertinent to our topic today. I've showed it before. You may have seen it before, but I just pray it ministers to you. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. The 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back, but even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? Ten more steps! Ten more! Ten more! Ten more! Keep going! Don't quit! Give me your You can! You can! Five more! Five more! Come on, Brock! Come on! Don't quit! Don't quit! Come on, Brock! Two more! One more! Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Stand, please. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's through tears. Maybe it's through, through tiredness. But maybe that's you. And you're doing everything you can to keep moving forward. My friend, let me tell you something. Don't quit. Keep moving forward. Today, I'm going to ask you in just a moment, we're going to open this time, have a time around the altars, and I'm going to ask you to come in just a minute. 
Because there's something, you're like that little lady. You're still asking God for it. Something, a request that you're making that hadn't been answered yes, answered yet. Here's another opportunity for you to come one more time and come to Jesus and say, God, here I am again. People think that I'm foolish and for asking for healing. People think it doesn't make sense that I'm still coming and believing and praying for it. But God, I'm here today and I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep trusting you until that answer comes forward. Are you ready today? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just prepared to come together, pray around an altar. But today we come in Jesus' name, God, with that same request, that same request we've had for maybe weeks or months or years. But God, today we say with just a perseverance spirit, I will not let you go until you bless me. And I pray that for every person today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.